but no, I've been in that situation where, you know, somebody told me when we were breaking up that they weren't in love with me anymore, but that they love me. What if we split the United States in half? The Republicans get the East Coast, the Democrats get the West Coast. But yeah, it seems like the fucking with mummies will definitely curse you. Yeah. Curse a lot of people. I mean, fucking with anything with it. You're selling somebody's body parts. Thanks for tuning in. This is Tyler. What up? This is Zach. This is the No Structure Podcast. No structure. Uh, hot headlines. Hot headlines. Yeah. Did you see that people are stealing Travis Scott signs from the adults? <laughs> Yeah, super weird. Uh, yeah, Travis Scott's killing it right now, though. And all his shit on StockX is going crazy, so... Yep. I mean, if you can make some money off it, I guess do it, but just don't get caught, man. Definitely got his hands in everything, and it's crazy that his hold on shit is making people do crazy shit. Like, yep. steal shit out of McDonald's. I saw, too, that uh, McDonald's is going to give away uh, 15 Travis Scott dolls. Oh, that's cool. I was like, that shit's going to be, like, 75k on StockX. Easy. Yeah. Easy. Speaking of music... Uh, they're, these guys put out a record deal simulator, dealsim.creatos.app. Uh, basically, if you input like all the things on contracts and everything, it pretty much breaks down everything and shows you like how much you'll make. It'll show forecast your profits. Just pretty much a tool to so people can understand record contracts and then go, don't get duped. So, if you did have a record contract, can you input your information on there? I would assume. I don't think you like. Or these are like pre-made. It's ones like a calculator, you know. So you just plug and play your numbers in it. That's pretty cool, though. Yeah. Especially for a lot of people that are not familiar that people get fucked over in contracts all the time. Yeah, that and also with considering everything that's been going on with Kanye this last week with ownership and stuff, this is the perfect time for this. Yeah, that's true. So that's really dope. Shout out to them. Uh, I saw a headline that said Netflix CEO was arrested for thirteen thousand files of child porn on the computer. Wow. Which ended up turning out to be not true. Allegedly. Allegedly, yeah. Um, Who knows with these people? Yeah, man. It made me think, though, like how easy it would be to just hack someone's cloud and just input shit in their cloud to frame them if they're not playing ball. Right. Also, what if this was like a strategy for like um, like for stocks to sink? You don't even have to put the porn in the person's storage or whatever. It would be like a smear campaign. Yeah, man. You're just throwing out headlines. Just fucking dump headlines after another, after another. Stock sinks. Well, we just saw that. Not true. Shoots right back up. Like you can do it yourself. Yeah. We just, well, we just saw that with the, with Joe Budden in the podcast that, that once he started talking bad about Spotify, that all of a sudden all these allegations, old allegations, old videos started surfacing about him. Yeah. Fucking dogs. Uh, it was it was, he, it was something about him rubbing dogs genitals and he was jacking a dog off or something yeah so it was i think it was supposed to be a joke but people took it and ran with it yeah uh what was i gonna say oh speaking of netflix so did you see all that controversy with the cutie stuff yeah man that's fucking weird that shit is weird i remember seeing the uh the trailer for it and yeah. i was like wait what the fuck like you can't do this you can't yeah. have little ass girls up here dancing to fucking stripper songs and twerking yeah i didn't watch it but i've just only heard about it i've never actually seen any of it but that shit's disgusting yeah man but uh from what i've heard was the director was trying to portray the sexualization of kids like if it can if they can make it look so sick on camera maybe it'll make people sick in real life oh so was the show about how it's negative i think so i haven't seen it but that's just what i've heard about it yeah uh, I could see that take if it if that is what it's about. Yeah, like over sexualizing young women, mm-hmm. or they could just be sick perverts. I don't know, but yeah. Did you see that there's a woman who cut her hand off for insurance purposes? 
<laughs> thought about it a couple times. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy. I know a lot of people get um, body parts insured, like Troy Polamalu we talked about, got right. his hair insured. And I think it was Patty LaBelle. One of the older R&B ladies mm-hmm. um, insured her legs. Yeah, a lot of these young kids will know who Patty LaBelle is. Yeah, I don't even think it was her. I don't know why Patty LaBelle keeps popping in my head. Well, she was just on Versus. Uh, but yeah, she ended up getting caught. Yep. And I'm assuming it's because she doesn't really do anything special with her hands. Like, she's not like a hand model or anything. But she had a ridiculous policy on her hand, which That's raised crazy. red flags. Yeah. The uh, Sun Valley and... I don't know how to pronounce this uh, place. Pacoima? P-A-C-O-I-M-A. It's a California, I think, city. Yeah, I know all the people listening right now are like, you fucking idiot. This is how you say it. Sorry, yeah, my bad. Uh, But the residents um, breathe some of California's worst worst air. And uh, it was revealed last month that the power plant near them is leaking methane gas for the last three years. Wow. So basically, it's like almost like another Flint, except it's not water. Dude, it's, it's just insane to me how this kind of stuff can go on in our cities when we pour so much taxpayer money mm-hmm. into ensuring things like this doesn't happen. And it also makes me think of like how much is, of this stuff is not happening and not or is happening and not being reported on. Yeah, that's my my thing right there. Like how many other things are happening that we're just unaware of? Yeah. Like think about all those um like those power boxes and stuff. Like you've seen like those power grids that have it's like a maybe like a block shut off and it's yeah. just like a whole bunch of electric boxes and stuff. It can't be good living next to that. No, definitely not. They say you shouldn't even be microwaving foods and shit. So That's true. <laughs> sitting next to one of those things is probably frying people's brains. Yeah. Did you see that in Japan, the top court rules that tattoo artists don't need medical license? No, that's crazy, though. They do need it? They do not. Oh, do not. I thought it was crazy that it was even suggested that they should. Yeah, isn't... um? I've never been to Japan, but you have before. Aren't you supposed to like cover up your tattoos when you go there because it's a gang thing? Um, I'm not too sure okay. about it tattoo culture out there i know i've seen in some places that you you have to cover your arms and stuff if you have tattoos on your arms just because they think you could be affiliated with gangs in japan mm. i mean i wouldn't be surprised like they are known for having full body tattoos for their gang members so yeah, yeah. like suits pretty much oh that's crazy suits of tattoos yeah they, they look dope um a judge has ordered that eric trump must comply with the subpoena for his testimony in a new york investigation into his family's business before the presidential election deadline is october 7th take yeah. them all take them all down bro I don't think that that's going to happen. Yeah, well, I think we'll have to wait and see if anything happens. I hope that... See, this is my thing about Democrats right now, too. They complain so much about what's going on, but they're not doing shit about it. Yeah. So, no one's doing really anything about letting these guys just fucking run shit. Bro, Trump and his family are just out here wilding. Like, they do whatever they want. They rip off charities. They start fake universities. Like, it's... It's, it's almost like Trump unlocked a cheat code where his... Where, like, our whole lives, we're told that we have to run by these specific rules. Mm-hmm. And as soon as Trump gets there and he breaks, like, the first rule and nothing happens, he's like, oh, I could just do this? Yeah. I could just do shit? Goes wild. And he just fucking does shit. That's crazy. And it's all, I feel like with this entire family, all they are fighting, they're trying to fight for respect that they're never going to get. Nobody respects your family, especially with the way you guys are doing shit now. The MAGA people fucking love them. Well, yeah, but I mean, we don't, yeah, don't even get me started. (laughs) Yeah. Speaking of Trump, though, um, he's allegedly putting pamphlets uh, wrapped around absentee ballots. Yep. Pretty much just like his propaganda. And like if they're sending it to a Democrat uh, Democrat person that's going to vote, more likely if you open it and you see Trump stuff, you're going to throw away the stuff. Right. But it might have your absentee ballot in it as well. Yeah. I think that's a dirty ass tactic, but just keep your eyes open because that is something that he apparently is doing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, again, we've talked very extensively on this podcast about all the tricks that they're trying to pull out to mess with voting. Um, 
But like I've said before, like it's it's funny how they're now accusing the Democrats of mail-in fraud and all that fraud when they're the ones that are actively participating in it. Exactly. It's wild. Hypocrisy at its finest. At its finest. Uh, Chargers team doctor accidentally punctured his own quarterback Tyrod Taylor's young, young lung just before kickoff Sunday while trying to administer a pain-killing injection into the quarterback's cracked ribs. That is so wild. That's so crazy. He needs to sue. And I'm pretty sure, if I remember reading this correctly, that the Chargers have had issues with their doctor staff before. Dude, you poked a hole in his fucking lung? Yeah. Like, what the fuck, man? Man, I'm coming for everybody's dollars at that point. Man, uh, speaking of puncturing stuff, Cake Boss star Buddy Velastro, he impaled his hand in a terrible bowling accident. Wow. The Food Network star's hand was impaled after getting it stuck in the bowling pin setter. A representative for his company confirmed to Fox News on Wednesday he underwent surgery earlier this week. That's pretty crazy, though. The pin uh, setter is like the thing that drops down with all the pins, right? Why the fuck bro. is he all the way over there? What is he doing, right? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, unable to move his hand, he can see a one and a half inch metal rod slowly and repeatedly oh. impaling his hand three times between his fingers and middle finger. Yikes. That sounds like it hurts. Yeah. Yeah, man. He uh, probably had his hands insured. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it turns out that this is all just a ploy to get the insurance company. Yeah. Uh, archaeologists have unearthed uh, 27 sarcophagi in ancient Egyptian city of the dead. They've been sealed for more than 2,500 years. Stop playing with dead people stuff. Yeah, that's stupid. Um, I say that. I'd ask you before, like, do you believe that the rituals that ancient Egyptians did for um, their burial, like especially of pharaohs and stuff, do you think that those are real when it comes to, you know, the rituals of doing all these specific things to make sure or to help guide them in the afterlife or to reincarnate them in the future? Do you believe that this is real? 100%, yeah. I mean, there's... I believe in any kind of magic or dark art stuff. I do think that there's people out there that are, you know, summoning demons and gods and stuff. But I think we've talked about this before. It, you, death in other countries is like a passage onto the next life. But here in the United States, death is like a... It's weird taboo. Yeah, it's like a thing to mourn. It's it's weird. Like, even... Do you remember in Black Panther when he said that um, death is not the end? It's just a, it's like a start of a new journey. Or he said something along those lines. Yeah. In Black Panther. And in other cultures, that's how it's embraced. But here, it's just like death is like the most sad thing. Yeah, we make it hella creepy, too. Yeah, like, God forbid, you know, anything happens to me. But I don't want people to have a regular funeral for me. I would want people to have a party and celebrate my life. I don't want you guys to be all sad and crying and stuff. I want, you know, I want fucking Just Blaze playing. I want... Want me to take you to a, a strip club like Shoddy Love? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mini corn dogs. This already. <laughs> you know, like, I want people to have a good time. I feel it. In... 2047 when that happens 2047 you put that into existence yeah that would give me what like 27 years, years? be 57 at that time that's an okay age for you to die <laughs> i mean i'm cool i want to be i want to be immortal bro i want to live forever but based off of what we were just talking about like what if we are just like in the caterpillar stage of life yeah the, i mean who knows maybe death is a, a another ascension into something else completely yeah what if the elite knew that the next life you're onto something better and they're trying to give everyone immortality so that we stay here working to keep them from that yeah yeah i haven't did i send you that wild theory about the the portal opening in the sky Mm -mm. okay well too we'll cover that on conspiracy talk one time but that's basically like a ascension to heaven thing that's very strange interesting uh yeah let's see here uh michael jordan denny hamlin announced new nascar cup series team featuring bubba wallace as their driver i think that's super dope that's pretty cool um yeah it's cool to see mj Kind of being out there more, actually. Mm-hmm. I mean, we kind of talked about it on here that we felt that once Kobe passed, 
he was going to try and do things to better his legacy, and I think this is a step in the right direction. Yeah. So shout out to him. Send me a free pair of Jordans if you'd like. If you'd like. <laughs> Our friend Betsy DeVos, under investigation for violating the Hatch Act after she slammed Joe Biden on Fox and her agency promoted it through official channels. Uh, people don't know what the Hatch Act is. Basically, you can't use your political platforms to campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of what, what Trump is doing now, flying around the United States on taxpayer dollars and holding campaign rallies. But, um, yeah, I mean, these people are all nasty and they're all corrupt. And uh, I hope that justice finds her. Uh, once again, hypocrisy at its finest. Yeah. So I was watching a TV show mm-hmm. called Married at First Sight. And it's where two complete strangers meet for the very first time, get married at first sight. They immediately go off on their honeymoon and they're wrapped up in the moment and it makes these people feel like they love each other For right sure. like super fast yeah and one of the people asked the other person like like so do you love me and the person's like i mean i love you but i'm not in love with you mm-hmm. which made me wonder like is there a difference between that what do you think yeah. Um, I mean, we talked about it kind of before, but I, there's, I think there's a difference between being in love with somebody and having love for somebody. Um, I guess you could like wish the best for somebody, but not necessarily want to be in a romantic relationship with them anymore. Yeah. To clarify, this is in a ro- romantic setting. Yeah. Right. Because um, obviously I love my son. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, we hope. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, I've been in that situation where, you know, somebody told me when we were breaking up that they weren't in love with me anymore, but that they loved me. And at the time, I, I didn't understand that. I was like, I don't understand how you could say you love somebody but not be in love with them. But then I, I get that there might be still lingering feelings of having loving feelings towards somebody, but not necessarily romantic loving feelings anymore. But see, that's where I disagree. I don't think that you can love somebody and not be in love with somebody yeah and now looking back on it i think that that was probably just a a mechanism to escape the relationship which if it was hey whatever you know Mm -hmm. it is what it is but yeah i mean um like i think love could be used multiple ways and in that situation like it's like making the situation easier to digest yeah for sure but in reality it's like like i still care for you not love you because i think being in love is when you feel like you can't live without the person for sure cheesy as that sounds but it's more like the rest of my life would not be as good if you were not in it right right that's in love but i don't think you can love somebody not being in love like for example um there's lust there's the honeymoon stage yeah there's lust the honeymoon stage all those things like that's not love those are lust and honeymoon stage right right love is when you are in love with somebody i don't think you can use that in any other context in a romantic relationship. I agree. And like what you were saying was like the TV show. I mean, when you're in such close proximity to somebody every day, you might feel like you're in love with them mm-hmm. because you guys are spending so much time together when in reality, it's just because there's a lot of feelings involved, especially early on. Mm-hmm. And let me just say, like when I said the thing about the girls saying that when we were breaking up, I didn't mean that in a negative way. Like it, that's just where we were at the time and that's completely fine. But yeah, I'm, I'm kind of on the greens with you. Like I don't think you can really love somebody or say you love somebody and not be rom- and from a romantic end and not be in love with them. Like you wish the best for them. You can hope that things go great in their life, but you can do that from a distance. That, and that doesn't necessarily constitute love. That just means that you've moved on from whatever that situation was. And now you just want them to live the life that they wanted to live. Because obviously they couldn't figure it out with you. So that's from a breakup perspective. Talk about it from like the beginning perspective and when you think you love somebody, like how do you know when you love somebody? Yeah. I think that that's tough. Cause like a lot of like what you said, a lot of it is about the honeymoon phase, you know, so many things are going right. You're having so much fun with somebody that it could feel like love when it may not be love. 
maybe just infatuation. Do you feel like you have to experience negative things before you can determine if you love somebody? Yeah, I think you have to see the worst of a person before you can really, I mean, not really say you love them, but you have to, like, at that point, the love is unconditional. That's where you hit the unconditional love. When Mm -hmm. you see somebody at their worst and still choose to be there Mm -hmm. and be active in the relationship. I agree with that. Because there are people that are, they're still in relationships and they're not in love with each other. They have love for one another and want to see each other do be successful, but they're, they won't break up because they don't want to lose whatever is there, even though that part of it's been gone for a while. So you saying they have love for each other. I don't think it's, they have love for each other. Then they have a mutual care. Yeah. They give toward each other. But I just think that love is so different than care. I think real love is, I think that people have a manufactured sense of love because of like what we were saying about the honeymoon or being in close proximity or all those things. But real love, I think, gets determined once you, like what we were saying, once you see a person at their worst and still want to be there and want to help them. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't necessarily have to be from helping or whatever. But I mean, just like you see a person's entire being and then decide, okay, I want this. Yeah. Do you think you can love multiple people romantically? Be in love with multiple people? At the same time? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think different people can give you different things and it could trigger different things of, of love. I agree with that too. You know, like maybe I get attention from this person and that's great, but maybe this person understands me emotionally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It looks like you need a couple of females, bro. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Can you be in love if you love the other person more than the other person loves you? Well, if you, when you be in love with them anyways, if, they, if you, if you're the person that loves them more than they love you. Like, is that possible or are you like lusting now? Like, is it, do you, oh. does it have to be mutual for you to be in love? Um, because if one side is like. Not because the feeling is way higher than the other person. Yeah. That's very lopsided. That can't be. That can't be real love. Like it's, yeah, I think you can fall in love with a person and, and them not necessarily reciprocate that back. I think that's especially like, if you think about when, um, like the getting to know people stage, people can fall in love during that getting to know people stage, but that doesn't necessarily mean that that person is also feeling the same way Mm -hmm. to them. It could just be that you guys have been fucking for six months Yeah, and they love it enough to want to keep keep it going they don't want to lose that but they might not necessarily love you but they might tell you that they love you Mm -hmm. because they don't want the separation to occur yeah that word love is tricky it is love what uh what did he say in uh old school he's like love it's a real motherfucker yeah Yeah, it is man but hey when you find that person i mean and and if when you do fall in love like it's the greatest feeling in the world but it could also be the most terrible feeling when you fall out of it random thought shower thought um yeah, maybe I was in the shower. Maybe we, need, maybe we need like a Tyler shower thought segment. Just have some shower playing <laughs> yeah. in the background. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we have two main political parties in the United States. Mm-hmm. Democratic and Republican, for those of you unaware. They have two very different belief systems. What if we split the United States in half? The Republicans get the East Coast, the Democrats get the West Coast. What if we ran an experiment to see what society was more successful? What do you, what do you think would happen? Uh honestly it's hard to say i think that people that whatever side they're on they're just going to move to the sides anyways i think we're already divided like that technically in this country like if you think about like even the voting right they'll show you a voting map Mm -hmm. the entire middle part's red and Mm -hmm. the outskirts are blue so i mean i think we're already so divided in that that it's just going to push people to pick a side and not play the middle anymore i mean most people are picking a side already but now you're literally going to have to pick a side of the country to be on yeah but i mean i would it would give more um, value to like when Republicans say our way of life is the way of life you should follow or Democrats say our way of life is the way of life you should follow. 
now we get to see if that's actually true. Like, is it is it truly better in Democrat on the Democrat side or is it truly better on the Republican side? I think it'd be very interesting, especially if they both came to like very similar conclusions mm-hmm. where it just shows like, yo, we're fighting for nothing. Yeah. Like we're bickering with each other over nothing because we literally want the same things. I feel like at the very basis of everything, everybody just wants the basic rights that they were given. Mm-hmm. Just to that, to get to that point, though, they have two different ways of doing it. For sure. I and, 100% agree with it. And you you agree with either one or the other. I don't consider myself a Democrat. My views lean more to the Democratic side. But that doesn't necessarily mean I don't agree with some of the things that Republicans do, too. For sure. It's just I happen to agree more with what the Democrats are doing. And that goes down to who's an off, like, you know, who our president is. I'm sure if there was a Republican president that I felt was for us, for everybody, mm-hmm. that I would feel a completely different way about the Republican side of things. It's just now they've tarnished their image so much with the Trump stuff that it's hard to separate Republicans from Trump. It just all falls under one category. Yeah, I agree with it. And kind of going on to what you were saying about how everybody wants um, just like the freedoms that they're supposed to have from the jump. Yeah. Talking to some of my coworkers that are Trump supporters, I can tell that they're nice people. Yeah. I can tell. Like, I don't feel like they're racist. Like, I want to say that all Trump supporters are racist. I know there's a lot of them. A but, lot. <laughs> yeah, but I wouldn't say like these people are necessarily racist. And the more I talk to them, the more I can tell like we want the same shit. Like these people have families, they have a wife, they have kids. Like they love their kids, they want their kids to excel. You know, they want their house to be good. They want to be able to protect their home. Like these are things I fuck with. Yeah, you know what I mean, same. like we want the same shit. Like I want a secure job. Like I would love if unemployment wasn't down. Like all these things. You know what I mean? Right. At the end of the day, we're all humans, and we want generally the same shit. And it's really crazy that our country is divided so significantly right now. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I think we just, somewhere along the line, when politics were introduced, we lost the focus on the people and it became more about the money and the power. Mm -hmm. Because right now, like, on both sides, to me, it just looks like all they give a fuck about is maintaining their position, whether that helps the people or not. Yeah. Which is crazy to me because we, we continue to still vote these people in that are clearly against us. Power will fuck you up, man. Like, we're witnessing that right now. Yeah. Being in power will make you do some crazy shit. Yeah. And it'll make you treat people in a completely different manner than maybe what your morals lie in because you're trying to get that next level of power. You're trying to keep the power that you already have. Like, I'm sure some of these Republican uh, senators that are partaking in a lot of shady shit are probably, do a lot of them are doing it because they have to. Like, they mm-hmm. have to keep, this is what they have to do in order to keep their position. They don't want to lose their power, so they have to involve themselves in scumbag shit in order to get to that point. It's a vicious cycle, man. Like, you're feeding the beast in order to get your part of the deal. Right. And like, I'm just, I keep saying Republican, but again, it's on both sides. It is on both sides. Like, like I'll be the first to also say that shit. Like, it's on both sides, man. Yeah. Like, don't think that I'm just talking shit about republicans all day like both sides are corrupt yeah i know that there might be a uh, idea out there that we're just these republican trump haters but at the end of the day man for me i can say this for myself i just want the basic things that were promised to us and i just want people to be treated equally across the board that's simple that's simple that's simple and it doesn't matter if it comes from the republican or the democrat side Real as talk. long as i get that i i could care less who's running the show as long as they're going to give the things that we need to survive very well said thank you Conspiracy talk. Conspiracy talk. Fuck yeah. We got a big one today. Ah, ah, ah. Get it? Yeah, let's set the scene. Yeah. All right. So you're planning this elaborate vacation. Yep. You and your wife are just trying to, you know, just get across the Atlantic Ocean, explore the the European seaside. See some new things. See some new things. You feel me? Maybe get some strange. You feel me? (laughs) How are you going to do that in 1912, though? Yeah. 
You're going to take the best fucking cruise ship of all time. That's yep. what you're going to do. Yes, we're talking about the Titanic. The Titanic. There's actually a lot of conspiracies about this. Yeah, I was actually surprised at how many different things I read. Let's look at the official story real fast. This is on Wikipedia. I'm just going to read a little excerpt okay. of it. Um, RMS Titanic is the full name. Was a British passenger liner operated by White Star Line, which is going to come into play later. Oh, I thought you were going to say white people. <laughs> no. like, what is that? <laughs> white Star Line. And it sank in the North Atlantic Ocean in the early morning hours of the 15th of April in 1912 after striking an iceberg during her maiden voyage from Southampton to New York. Do you remember the Titanic movie when the guy screamed out, Iceberg ahead! Yeah. Uh, where's Southampton at exactly? It's uh, England, right? I think so. Yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, it sounds correct. Yeah, so that's what happened. Hit an iceberg. But apparently conspiracy theorists don't believe that shit. Nope. Even though we probably didn't live in 1912. Majority of the conspiracy theorists on this. Yeah. First conspiracy theory that I ran across that I thought was interesting. Uh, do you know who John Pierpont Morgan is? Oh, yeah. J.P. Morgan? Motherfucker, J.P. Morgan. Did you know that he owned Mercantile Marine Company? Hmm. Mercantile, I don't even know if I'm saying that right. Mercantile, yeah. Mercantile, whatever. I'm sure it's one of those words. They owned the White Star Line. Okay. Who owned the Titanic cruise ship and two other ships. Mm-hmm. All right. J.P. Morgan was supposed to be on that ship, the Titanic, but canceled his trip the last minute. And our good old friends, the QAnon people, oh my God, dude, claimed that he sunk the ship. Because the three richest men at the time were on board. Was JFK Jr. one of them? <laughs> <laughs> no. JFK Jr. 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 <laughs> um, I mean, senior, senior, senior. Yeah. Um, Isidore Strauss. He was a skyscraper and hotel mogul. Benjamin Guggenheim. He was, owned Guggenheim. all these mining companies. And John Jacob Astor IV was a banker and owner of Macy Department Store. I wonder if Guggenheim is the same Guggenheim Probably. as the museum. Yeah. Probably. Um, but yeah, so these three people were on there. And... QAnon claim that J.P. Morgan, John Pierpont Morgan, sank the ship because these three people are on there and they opposed the Federal Reserve, which J.P. Morgan was in favor for. Mm, Yeah. So he wanted to kill them to keep the agenda moving, which ironically, the Federal Reserve was created one year later after the ship sank that December. Yep. Mm -hmm. And you know, J.P. Morgan is always involved in some wild shit. Weren't they the ones that got busted with that cocaine boat? Like, maybe, like, a year or two ago, and it just disappeared? Like, we never heard anything about it? Oh, I don't know that. Oh, yeah, there was, like, a boat that was coming in from somewhere, and it was just filled with cocaine, and it was something that... J.P. Morgan was somehow involved in that shit. Hmm, Can't remember how. I don't know if it was, like, maybe uh, one of their company's boats or something, but, yeah, (laughs) stockpiled cocaine. Hmm. Do you know what the Federal Reserve is for? No. I mean, I have an idea, but I don't think it's the right one. (laughs) What's your idea? Isn't it just, like, the main central bank? Oh, kind of. It was created by the Congress to provide the nation with safer, more flexible, and more stable monetary and financial system. Basically, to maintain the stability of the nation's financial system. Okay, is this like with the with the gold backing and all of that? So is that where it plays in? I don't know that many details, okay. but it's definitely a system set up to control the money. Gotcha. That's the takeaway. How did J.P. Morgan sink the ship? How do you think he sunk the ship? 1912, if yeah. you had to sink a ship, how would you do it? I'd probably, like, cut, blow a hole in it or something. Okay. There, the theory isn't clear, but the plot supposedly involved ensuring the ship had wrong signal flares. Interesting. Yeah, so I guess no one could see that they're drowning. drowning. Uh, another thing, which sounds a little far-fetched to me, believers also claim that the Titanic's deck could be electromagnetically sealed to trap passengers. Oh my god. Wait, was yeah. this the, the thing about the doors? 
Yeah, everything could be shut. The, yeah. wire, the watertight doors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, apparently, yeah, everything could lock and nobody could get out. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I did see that one too. Yeah, so that would be terrifying. Yeah, man. Corruption around that time seems like you can kind of get away with anything. Yeah, I mean, like, it's so weird though. Like, I just imagine this big ass boat going towards an iceberg, and you, you would think you'd be able to see this iceberg for miles and miles off, so you can course correct. I don't know what icebergs look like in the middle of the night in the ocean. That is true, though. I guess if you can't see. Yeah. Maybe you they... would think that there was lights on the boat. Yeah. I just saw a crazy video, too, where these two people got out of a boat in, like, Japan or something. They were trying to climb up a The iceberg. shit flipped? And, dude, I, yeah. my anxiety went through the roof watching that. Fucking stupid, bro. Insane. Speaking of corruption, though. Yeah. Another conspiracy is that the ship actually never sank. And it was switched. So, yeah, with his sister one, right? Exactly. Earlier when I told you that White Star Line was owned by J.P. Morgan's company, and he owned the Titanic and two other cruise ships. Mm-hmm. So the other cruise sh- one of the other cruise ships was called the Olympic Britannic, mm-hmm. and it was pretty much identical to the Titanic. Yeah. The only problem about that ship is that there were so many electrical problems with it, and not only that, it had crashed into a na- naval ship, HMS Hawk, earlier in its life, which was it amounted in a huge amount of money and damages yeah. right so the only way to make money off of the olympic was to claim insurance so the only way to claim the insurance money would be to sink it right and apparently there was an insurance claim increase five days before the ship launched and the payout would have been 12 and a half million dollars or 160 million dollars today and they wouldn't have got that money by using the ship in its regular yeah, so you like stuff. <laughs> so if you knew, like they they put that boat out there knowing that it was likely going to sink. They put the boat out there intentionally to sink. Yeah, but they switched the ships, so they never sent the Titanic. They sent right. the sister ship, sent it out there, uh, increased the payout of the insurance, intentionally going to sink it, mm-hmm. sunk the ship, and which apparently the ship driver sank with the boat too. So it's not like. Yeah, wasn't that like a plot line in Titanic? Like the dude was like, I'm not going down or I'm not leaving my ship. I'm going down with the ship. Yeah, I guess. I'm getting the fuck out of there. Yeah, I've been trying to fuck get that, that ship, man. Yeah, but that's just a, another coincidence where it's kind of like, hmm, interesting. Makes you think, you know? For sure. Did you see the, the theory that they were attacked by a German U-boat? No. Yeah, it said the Titanic was is known as one of the biggest peacetime maritime disasters in history. The tragedy missed the onset of the First World War by two years. Some still speculate that a German U-boat was really behind the ship's sinking. Hmm. Which, I mean, I guess could be possible. I don't know. Seems like anything could be possible. I didn't even know that there was other theories behind this. Yeah, there was another theory I saw too. On I think it was on YouTube that they uh, there was uh, a hole fire. Like mm. In the hull of the ship, and it wasn't actually that they hit an iceberg that they got a fire there, and that's what sank it. Mm. I mean, shit, maybe. Yeah. There's also a pretty interesting one that there's a cursed mummy on board. Yeah, I saw that one. Speaking of mummies. Yeah. Let me read a little bit. This is an ex- ex- excerpt. I don't know what I can say. This is an yeah. excerpt from Snopes. So the official conspiracy is that the princess of Amun Ra lived some 1500 years before Christ. When she died, she was laid in ornate wood coffin and buried deep in the vault at Luxor on the banks of the Nile. In the late 1890s, four rich young Englishmen visited the excavations of Luxor, were invited to buy an exquisitely fashioned mummy case containing the remains of Princess of Amun-Ra. They drew lots. The man who won paid several thousand pounds for the coffin and had it taken to his hotel. A few hours later, he was seen walking out towards the desert. He never returned. The next day, one of the remaining three men was shot by an Egyptian servant accidentally. 
His arm was severely wounded that it had to be amputated. Yeah, accidentally. The third man in the foursome found on his return home that the bank holding his entire savings had failed. The fourth guy suffered a severe illness, lost his job, and reduced to selling matches on the street. These are the guys that sold the sarcophagus or the dug it up? These are the guys that bought it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, man, you should expect some bad energy if you're buying other people's body parts. Like, Yeah. Nevertheless, the coffin reached uh, England, uh, where it was bought by a London businessman. After three of his family members had been injured in a road accident and his house damaged by fire, the businessman donated it to the British Museum. As the coffin was being unloaded from the truck into the museum courtyard, the truck suddenly went into reverse and trapped a passerby. Then, as the casket was being lifted up the stairs by two workmen, one fell and broke his leg. The other, apparently in perfect health, died unaccountably two days later. Once the princess was installed... In the Egyptian room, trouble really started. The museum night watchmen frequently heard frantic hammering and sobbing from the coffin. Other exhibits in the room were also often hurled about at night. One watchman died on duty, making the other watchman wanting to quit. Yeah, I don't blame him. Uh, yeah. Starting to get the heebie-jeebies over here. Yeah, cleaners refused to go, blah, blah, blah. Finally, the authorities had the mummy carried down to the basement, figured it, w- it couldn't do any harm there. Within a week, uh, one helper was seriously injured, and the, super- the supervisor of the move was found dead on his desk. Jesus. Um, so now, yeah. Around us. yeah. But where's the last part? And we haven't even gotten to the ship sinking yet. Like, there's already dead people. The ship hasn't even fucking set sail. Yeah. So now, after all this, no British museum would take the mummy. The fact that almost 20 people had met with misfortune, disaster, or death from handling the casket in barely 10 years was now, now very well known. Eventually, a hard-headed American archaeologist, God, it's always an American, paid a handsome price for the mummy and arranged for its removal to New York in April 1912. The new owner escorted his treasure aboard a sparkling new white starliner about to make his maiden voyage to New York. Hence the, uh, the Titanic. On the, eight, or on the night of April 14th, amid a scene of unprecedented horror, the Princess of Amun-Ra accompanied 1,500 passengers to their deaths at the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean. Jesus. Yeah. Was, um, did they ever recover the... I'm sure somebody has. You have yeah. fucking James Cameron down there every week. James Cameron. James Cameron was my guy, dude. Yeah, he's dope. That guy's made some great movies. I think that the most important conspiracy out of all of this, though, is that fucking Jack could have fit on that door with Rose, all right? <laughs> Wasn't she there... She left his ass to fucking drown. I swear there was a Mythbusters about yeah, that Yeah, there was. I think that they said that they could. he couldn't actually fit on the... Uh, okay. Well, you couldn't take turns? Yeah, I guess. (laughs) So you mean to tell me she got with this poor guy while she was... Wasn't she engaged or something? I Okay, so about the Titanic movie. I've seen the Titanic movie probably like 50 times, Mm -hmm. but only pieces of it. That movie's really fucking long. It's hella long. I've never sat all the way through and watched it, so yeah, I couldn't tell you. So I think she was engaged. She cheated on him with uh, the poor kid on the boat, and then she left him to die in the ocean. Yeah, Hmm. she got hers. Yeah, sounds like uh, sounds like America. <laughs> yeah, this is America. Yeah, uh, it, it is funny that you said earlier in the podcast today about believing that um, ancient Egypt had like their spirit stuff, and uh, yeah, it seems like the fucking with mummies will definitely curse you. It's yeah, curse a lot of people. I mean, fucking with anything with it, you're selling somebody's body parts. Yeah, I really want to go to Mexico and see the Mayan ruins. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that that place is just shrouded in negative energy because of everything that went on when they were like cutting dudes' heads off and rolling them down. And I don't know, that could have been just some scene from Apocalypto, but... Great movie. Great, great movie. I would still go. I definitely want to check them out. I mean, man, just uh, fucking with anything that has to do with the dead is just not a good idea, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't really have much more to say on that. Like, stop messing... See, that's even my beef with the JFK thing, the JFK Jr. thing. Like, okay, you guys are making a whole entire conspiracy over a person that died in a plane crash. Like, Mm -hmm. that is so disrespectful to his legacy. Yeah, and his family. Yeah. Like, his family don't want to see that shit. No, and then they always bring God into it. Well, God, 
God, God, God. It's like, dude, you guys are sick. Yeah. Convenient God. Yeah, convenient. Um, yeah, so what do you take away from this? Do you think that the Titanic hit an iceberg, or do you think that there's some other malicious act at play? I mean, to be honest with you, uh, it's it's skeptical, for sure. It's just like, and I hate to compare the two situations, but 9-11. Like, right before 9-11 happened, all those people took insurance policies and stuff. Mm-hmm. So when things happen like that, there's no... You, you have to draw some kind of conclusion that some weird shit was going on. Or at least that they had some idea of what was going to happen. Yeah, and to go off of that, the Titanic was supposed to be this indestructible ship. Right. And you increased the insurance payout five days prior to it taking off from yeah. something that's supposed to be indestructible. Pretty crazy. Right, yeah. It just, it when when you hear things like that, you have to start questioning whether or not it was real or not. Yeah. Not that it wasn't, not, it was definitely real, just whether it happened the way they said it happened. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, interesting stuff. Yeah. Makes me want to watch the Titanic, but I can't sit through three hours of a love movie anymore. <laughs> uh, picks? Picks of the week. Uh, my pick this week is one movie. Nice. Yeah, Ready Player One. Okay. Uh, directed by Steven Spielberg. Fire, fire, fire. Amazing movie. I uh, recently put Weston onto it. Fucking loved it. He kept asking me, like, are there more movies like this? Is Which, there? Maybe. I don't know. I need to look up because I love those kind of movies. Me too. Like, anything uh, that, like, makes you think and... Yeah. The graphics are really good. The story is really well done. Like, everything about it is just really good. It's like a family type movie. I think it's PG-13. I'm usually one, like, if I see PG-13, I'm like, eh, I don't yeah. know if I really want to watch this because I know you're going to, like, filter your language or it's not going to be as graphic as realistic that i want it to the, be that's you know true. What i mean but this is good like i would say this is good uh like a kids can watch it you can watch it and it's fine i have to 100 agree with you when i saw the the trailer and stuff i wasn't into it because i thought it was going to be like a kids movie mm-hmm. i think you were actually the one that suggested i watch it i watched it and i fucking love that movie yeah so good i watched it so much i forgot to return the dvd to the red box and now i own it that's what's up i just found it the other day after you texted me about it being on prime i was i was looking through discs and i was like oh shit i have this that's funny yeah there's another movie um I hate it when I do this shit. Like, I have it in my head. I just can't think of the fucking name. More shoes. Um, Is it like, did it come out around that time? Yeah. Is it uh, Ender's Game? No, it's okay. two kids. I it's didn't a, see that one either. It's a guy, white guy, white girl. Rihanna's in it. Rihanna's an alien. Oh, I don't know that. Rihanna, Any, anything with Rihanna in it, though, I'll fucking alien watch. movie. Oof. Yeah, okay, yeah. So there's another movie called Valerian. Oh, okay. I remember hearing about that movie. I never watched it. Dude, you should check it out. It's fucking dope. Like, the graphics are very similar. Like, very colorful, very crispy. The story's really good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I think, haven't seen it, but yeah. The, I think you would like it. Fire. Um, that's the one that's, like, in space, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. And they have to save this, like, pristine planet or species from extinction. It's it's dope. You just got to check it out. Another PG-13 movie that I thought was going to be corny that it's probably one of my favorite movies. Yeah. Did you ever check out uh, Titan A? No. I think so, you like that. I think Wes would It's like, like a cartoon, thing. right? Yeah. It's basically a cartoon about pretty much we fucked up the Earth and now we have to find another planet. Isn't it like a cartoon with like some weird 3D in it also? It's like, yeah, it was way ahead of its time. But see, I never really liked those type of cartoons like Titan AE and I think Atlantis. Bro, I fucking love that movie. Do you? Yeah, that movie is great. So I'm going to throw this out there. I haven't seen them, Uh, but I saw how the art was and I never really liked that style. Okay. I don't know why. Like even like... um, like Sinbad, remember that cartoon Sinbad? Yeah, I remember you even saying like anime stuff. It's hard for you to get into. Yeah, it. I don't. I don't know what it is about anime. I mean, I used to love Pokemon. That's anime. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, I don't know. But we were also like ten at the time. That's true. <laughs> yeah. 
Dope, yeah. I'll definitely check out the Valerian one. That yeah, one Valerian really is fucking dope. Um, I had two picks this week. Uh, one is I started listening to books on Audible. Mm-hmm. Um, I just played 2K, turned the volume all the way down and listened. Yeah. Uh, I've been reading this book called The War of Art, and mm-hmm. it's about pushing through your creative barriers and some challenges you'll face along the way. Dog, I, keep going. I got one for you. Yeah, and it's basically a roadmap on how to beat resistance when you're pursuing your art. And they talk about, like, Family and friends thinking you're crazy when you first start out, like people not fucking with it at the beginning. Like mm-hmm. it just takes you through like every step of what to expect on your creative journey. What is it called again? The War of Art. Okay. Yeah. Let me add that to my list right now. It's great, man. I'm about uh, four chapters in, but ever it's just like, and it, the dude uses like flagrant language in it too. So it's mm-hmm. not like one of those ones where somebody's just like, oh man, why am I listening to this? The War. The War of Art. Okay. Yeah. I'm not trying to steal your... Um, no, if you have a suggestion for something, I'm going to I do. Know. So, uh, Spice, Spice Life TV. Yeah. Uh, shout out. Shout out. She put me onto this book called The Big Leap. Oh, I've been yeah. listening to it recently. Have you listened to it? Uh, that was on my list of things to listen to. No, that shit is fucking dope. It's along the same lines of, like, you do these things on a daily basis that limits your potential. Mm-hmm. For example, my biggest thing is, like, working out. Yep. I go through this this phase of like working out like tough for like Same. two weeks eating perfect for two weeks and all of a sudden it stops and i don't know why but i'm okay with it yeah so the book talks about like why are you are okay with limiting yourself okay what is the the triggers that do it like you don't want to better yourself because what like yeah. it, it makes you ask these questions mm-hmm. to yourself when you reach that line it's pretty dope yeah that's kind of like along the same lines of this book it's it's a lot about um just like how we accept distractions like they they call resistance and distraction pretty much the same thing like we find excuses not to do the things that we should be doing Mm -hmm. it's really good yeah it's Uh, so weird how that is though like we do it by default like we want to be in this place we want to be in this comfortable place of not bettering ourselves yeah like we have to always remind ourselves to better ourselves because by default we don't want to better ourselves right really bizarre uh they you know the the one of the most famous sayings is everything you want lies on the other side of comfort Mm, I like that. Like you have to get uncomfortable because shit like in order to push yourself artistically, you have to push yourself to places you've never been. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. And the other one I had is, uh, we talked about all the smoke, the podcast on here mm-hmm. before with Matt Barnes and Steve Jackson. They just had Alan Iverson on. Oh, nice. Fire. Yeah. You know, Alan Iverson doesn't talk a lot. So when he does, I make sure I listen. Um, one of the cool things that I saw on there was, uh, Steven Jackson was like adamant about giving Alan Iverson his flowers and telling him, you know, you're a lot of the reason why kids these days have so much confidence in the NBA, why people dress a certain way. It's a, it's an amazing interview. He's the reason why I like the number three. Bro, I fucking love Allen Iverson. Yeah. I have a, the, the, somewhere in my house, I have the answer wristband. Wristband, like, yeah. Dude, I, have, a, I have some too somewhere. He's another, like, superhero to our generation along with Kobe, so. I might have to get a pair, bro, just to, just to give him a little change. They're around. Him, you know? I've seen them there sitting yeah. in the store. I, if I could, like, they have, like, a gray like a suede gray pair, I'll get those. Oh, that'd be sick. Like yeah. an all gray pair? All gray, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was really dope. Um, definitely shout out to Steven Jackson and Matt Barnes. They're doing great things. They're actually um, signing to uh, Charlemagne's Podcast Network. Weren't they on Barstool? Uh, I don't remember. Gilly is Gilly's on Barstool. On Barstool yeah. That's what it is. So yeah, shout out to them. It was super dope. Great to see Alan Iverson uh, getting his just due. Yeah. Like, he's the ultimate underdog story. Yeah, he really is. Pretty crazy. And God bless John Thompson for taking a chance on Allen Iverson. If he doesn't take that chance, who knows where Allen Iverson's career in life could have been. That's real shit. Yeah, so uh, shout-outs. Yeah, shout-outs. Um, I had, well, three, technically three this week. Uh, first one is for this store, Grail Finders in Auburn. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have done this as a pick of the week, but it doesn't, it's not, I'm, yeah, I don't know how to explain that, but 
basically when I was there, I had to stand in line because of the whole Corona stuff. And I got to the beginning of the line and I was talking to the gentleman at front. I couldn't get his name, but, um, he was just so excited, man. He was, just, he was just like, man, I'm so happy that there's a store like this in Auburn. He's like, we've been working hard. He's like, we have, you know, so many sizes of all these shoes. He's like, I've been waiting for this dream. And you could tell how it was genuine excitement. Mm-hmm. Anytime people like that are genuinely excited, I am like pushed to want to support their business because of that. Yeah, for sure. So shout out to them. Super dope. I mean, they have a bunch of dope shoes. They have a website too that you can go on and order off of there. But yeah, super dope. Um, and then the last one is shout out to Ruth Bader Ginsburg and rest in peace. I mean, the things she's done for this country, the things that she's done for women, mm-hmm. civil rights, gay rights, speaks for themselves. We lost like a true patriot and a true American. True legend, man. True legend. So sad, man. I, I wasn't like the most hip to what she's done mm-hmm. until the last couple of years. Same here. But, Taylor put me on. Yeah. Well, that's actually why I started researching her more because Taylor would always talk about her, always post things about mm-hmm. her. But Man, the day she died, I just, it felt a real sadness because it felt like the last little bit of morality was taken. Mm-hmm. You know, like the I, democracy from now on is just going to be something else, especially with them trying to push a new judge in. Yeah, it's just going to be interesting to see what happens next. Yeah. And rest in peace, Breonna Taylor. Man, that shit is fucking stupid. That shit broke my heart, man. Breaks my heart every day because every time I see Breonna Taylor's face, she's around the same age as my sister. I see my sister every time. That fucking just... Oh, puts me in a different place. And fuck Daniel Cameron. That's my other shout out. So Brianna Taylor's the three cops that were involved with Brianna Taylor, right? Only one of them was charged with anything, and, and it had nothing to do with Brianna. Exactly. Yeah, it was a class D felony, which is equivalent to shoplifting, mm-hmm. cultivating marijuana, eavesdropping, and stealing mail. Bro, they are comparing the murder, yeah, to these minimal things. Like what the. Well, not only the middle, the middle or the, those things, but also the, even the charge that they gave him has nothing to do with her at all. Yeah, it has to do with what? Shooting? It's recklessly shooting into yeah. another apartment. Like, yeah. you're basically saying that her, the other people in the other apartment mattered more than her life. I think it's called want, wanton or wanton endangerment. Mm-hmm. It says that if Breonna Taylor was an actual d- drug dealer, like they claimed she was, she would have received more time than the man who murdered her. Yeah. Insane. And also, on that Breonna Taylor point, too... People keep saying all these things, like trying to justify the police shooting. If the police didn't think they did anything wrong, why would they pay $12.5 million to her family? Mm. That's one thing. And then the other thing, too, they tried to get her ex-boyfriend to lie and say she was a part of this drug syndicate. Like, I think that if people look a little bit more into Daniel Cameron, you'll understand exactly fucking why this happened. Yeah. And I can't even be upset. Like, a bunch of people are like, oh, my God, like, they're going to burn buildings down. I completely understand their fucking anger. Exactly. I understand. I think one, uh, I forgot who said it, but they said the best one. They said, you can't do something to me and then uh, dictate my reaction. Yeah. That's real. It's crazy. So yeah, rest in peace, Breonna Taylor. Uh, Shout out Breonna Taylor for sure. Uh, My shout out this week is just, yeah, um, we hit 50. Hit 50. That's what's up. I know a lot of people might be like, oh, it's only 50, but this was a lot of work to get to 50. Yeah, it's a lot more work. Than I thought mm-hmm. it would be. And I think that we have a lot more work to do. For sure. We have a lot more learning to do. Um, we're coming up on a year. Yeah. Two is, years. Is it two? So we, yeah, remember we had the cake and everything for the first one. Wow. We're coming up on two fucking years. Which is nuts because now I feel like an OG. Like I feel like we've been, I mean, not like an, but in terms of podcasting, it hasn't been a while around that long. Yeah. Yeah. We've coming up on two years that's crazy yeah one thing i will say off of that too is um 
if there's podcasters that are just getting started and you need like a little bit of like guidance or even like just somebody to pick our brain, like feel free to reach out to us. Like I'm, I'm more than willing to help people like kind of avoid some of the humps that we had to go through. Hell yeah. At the beginning. Like just uploading your shit and making sure that it's on all the, the playable uh, networks. Yep. It's difficult in itself. You know what I mean? Little shit like that. Editing is difficult. Or um, even like the advertising stuff. Like, advertising is yeah. difficult. Like it's it's all trial and error, man. So I mean if we can help you relieve some of that error, like hit us up. Right, yeah, for sure. Because if I feel like if we were in that situation and we had somebody that we could have reached out to, we could have avoided a lot of the pitfalls of the Hell Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So that is episode number fifty.